Well, hey there, pals. So today I have an episode for you all about <laughs> being a Christian entrepreneur. So I know so many entrepreneurs in general have experienced a business slump or a downturn or, you know, the economy has affected their business or whatever you want to call it. But maybe you're just not making as much money as you want to. Maybe you're not getting as many clients as you want to. Maybe you were doing better than you are right now. But the fact of the matter is, is business and business income is not always a straight linear equation. And so chances are good that as, you know, seasons of the year change or seasons in your life change, there's going to be some ebbs and flows. And some of that might be a slump. Some of it might feel like a slump and not really be a slump. Whatever, does it even matter? (laughs) But today I have five questions for you to ask as a Christian entrepreneur. And these are things for you to ask and pray over and really consider um, to help you get out of a funk, get out of a slump, and really just stay obedient to what God has called you to do in this season. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic, SEO for dummies, and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time consuming? Been there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only worked for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees until I learned these secrets. Good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. So I remember when I went to Bible college (laughs) and it was something that I was 100% certain that I knew the Lord had told me to do. It was the right timing. Um, I I was where I was supposed to be. But that first year, first six months were, oh my gosh, it was so hard. It was like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Like I had a hard time finding a place to live and making good friends and a good job. I mean, it was just like so many things. And I remember just having conversations with people in that, in that season. And they were, and they were kind of on like the mentality of like, well, if it was, if it was what they were supposed to be doing, it would be easy. And I was like, "Mm, skeet, like, no, I know that I know that I know that I heard God's voice on this. And when I say voice, I don't mean audible voice. I mean, in my spirit, But I just feel like sometimes, you know, in following the Lord and in Christianity in general, we tend to be in like one or the other ditch. My pastor always said that for every mile of road, there's two mile of ditch. (laughs) And it's, it can be really easy to get in either ditch on this particular issue. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this day, but the ditch being like, if something is hard, so the road being, if something is hard, you know, is it either 
God doesn't want you to do this or you need to press in and work harder, right? And those are the two ditches. And I feel like sometimes in business, you know, we look at our everyday numbers or a month or our numbers every month, our analytics or our, you know, ROI or, you know, paycheck. <laughs> and we're like, snap, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Because the numbers aren't matching up or, you know, do I need to work harder or do more? Like it's really easy to get in either ditch. And I just want to take this episode and pause for a minute and really give you five questions to ask and pray over and sit with the Holy Spirit over as a Christian entrepreneur. Okay. These are just five questions that I want you to ask. I want to encourage you in, and probably you're going to hear me say, you know, (laughs) woven throughout, don't jump ship, but just know that ultimately I truly believe that every child of God can hear the voice of God for themselves. And God is very invested in you and your business and the call that he's put on your life. And he wants to see you succeed because the gift of God on your life is not just for you. It's to be a blessing to other people and to glorify him. So if you constantly feel like a failure or you are constantly actually failing, maybe there's some things you need to change, but maybe not. Maybe you just need to press in harder. So five questions to ask as a Christian entrepreneur. Number one, and this is huge, y'all. Are you being obedient to the last thing God told you to do with your business? Now I 110% understand shiny object syndrome. I get it. It's really easy to think that oh, there's this new thing. I need to try this new thing. Or there's this new strategy. I need to try this new strategy. Or there's this new platform. Oh my gosh, this platform looks so amazing. I need to go over there and, you know, be one of the first movers and really start building and blah, 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 blah. Like y'all, I was on Clubhouse when Clubhouse was a thing for a, like a whole week. <laughs> and then I was like, eh, this is dumb, whatever. But are you being obedient to the last thing God told you to do in your business? There's a principle in scripture about being faithful in little and then being trusted to be faithful in much. Maybe God told you to be consistent and post one blog per week. Have you done that? Maybe God told you to be consistent and really serve your email list. Have you done that? Maybe the Lord told you to craft a very personalized strategic pitch to this business. Have you done that? Right? Like, have you been faithful to be obedient, fully obedient to the last thing God told you to do in your business? And often we want to skip over the simple things and go on to the more fun things like, hello, I get that 100%. But if there's something that you know, God told you to do, he asked you to do it, and you're not doing it, then that's disobedience. Sorry, not sorry, it is. But when we are trustworthy in the little, then we will be trustworthy in in the big. And I'm 100% right there with y'all. Like I I want to grow in my faith. I want to grow in faithfulness. I have grown in faithfulness, but I want to continue to grow in faithfulness because I want to be trusted with whatever God has for me. I don't want my lack of faithfulness and my lack of diligence in an area to be what holds me back from fulfilling all that God has for me to do. All right, number two, this is a hot button topic. So brace yourself. (laughs) Are you tithing? 
Yes, I straight up just asked you what you doing with your money. <laughs> Are you tithing? <laughs> now, people want to get in an uproar about whether tithing is old covenant or new covenant, whether it was done away with a new covenant, <sighs> or they want to get mad about, well, do I tithe on my net or the gross? Do I tithe as a business? Do I tithe as an individual? Like, how do I tithe? And here, here are my thoughts on this. One, tithing was established in the old covenant um, prior to the law. If you read about Melchizedek, Abraham gave tithe to Melchizedek, freely gave it. So I think that answers that question. And the, the second question is, do I tithe, you know, do I tithe on my net or my gross or business is a personal? And here's my, here are my thoughts on that. It's all God's. It is all God's. Whether I have a thousand dollars in my bank account or a million dollars in my bank account, it's all God's. Everything is from him, for him and to him. So why does it make a difference if I give 10% of the net or the gross or as a business or an individual? Like I want to be, I personally, I want my heart to be so tender to the things of God that I willingly and generously give off of the biggest number I can. Okay. And so that, that's really my thoughts. They're like, are you tithing? Are you being generous with your money and don't, and, and tithing and sowing into your local church? I'm a huge fan of local churches, huge fan of serving in a local church. I will talk your ear off about that all day long. That's not what this podcast is about. But my question to you is, are you tithing as a Christian entrepreneur? Are you tithing? Are you sowing into the kingdom of God with your increase? If not, let's make that change. And I will say I'm very honored and very thankful that I grew up in a home where tithing was the norm. To my knowledge, we never did not tithe, even when things were really, really tight. And we never went without. We never went without. Okay. I am a, I'm a firm believer because I've seen it in scripture and I've seen it again and again and again. But when I honor God with my money, when I honor God with everything I have, <laughs> when I honor God with my increase, he blesses it. Okay. And there's all kinds of stuff in Proverbs about that. If you want scriptures on tithing, shoot us an email. We'll get those to you. Um, now, tip number three or th- question number three, I should say, is... <laughs> fun one for me, a very fun one for me is what season are you really in? And is it different than the season that you're trying to be in? And there's a scripture in Proverbs chapter 10, verse five, that talks about this. And I love the way that the tra- the passion translation phrases it kind of reminds me of Yoda. <laughs> I'm not a huge Star Wars person, but I do know a little bit. Anyway, here it is. Know the importance of the season you're in and a wise son you will be. But what a waste when an incompetent son sleeps through his day of opportunity. Mm, So good. Hit you in the feels, right? Now, the question though, what season are you really in? And is it different than the season you're trying to be in? So, (laughs) um, oh, about a year, year and a half ago, I was like some, some of my colleagues in business, I was just chatting with them and we're talking through workflow and, you know, what they were doing, the amount of content they were producing, what their teams were doing, how they were growing, they were getting all these projects done. And I remember just having this conversation with my husband, like, okay, I want to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And And they were all great things and great ideas. But I finally just had to sit and be like, hold the phone, Faith. These two colleagues of yours, like 
they, one, they're further in business than you are. They've been in their current business for longer than you have. They have a team, an entire team of people, an entire fleet of interns, and their kids were older, well, are older than mine, and their kids are in school full time. And so I had to take a step back and be like, ski, like, all right, Faith, like, yes, that person has 30 hours a week to work and a team of people helping them. So of course they're doing more. All right. And it's okay because for me to sit and try to be in a season that I'm not in, is just going to be frustrating. Right. And I think it's really easy for us to see on the outside, like, oh, this person has this many clients or this many likes or this many followers or whatever metric we're using in our heads with this dumb comparison game. And we're like, why don't I have that? But like, let's take a step back. Is that your season? Is that the season that you're in? Is that the season you're supposed to be in? Are you trying to be in a season that you're just not in right now? Because if you are, if you are trying to be in a season that you're not supposed to be in right now, you're just going to be frustrated and you're not going to be producing the fruit and working on the fruit that you need to be working on. So sit with the Holy Spirit, take some time, settle your noodles, <laughs> have some really good quiet time and just sit with the Lord and ask like, Lord, am I trying to be in a season that I'm not really in right now? Help me to recognize, know the importance of season in the importance of the season that I'm in so that I don't waste my day of opportunity. And if the Lord says, hey, you're in a sprint season, then by golly, be in a sprint season. But if you're in a season of rest or preparation, then that is okay. I'm not saying you have to stop your business, but just let the Lord lead you there, just like we should let him lead, him, lead us everywhere, right? Right. Oh, question number four is, what do you have in your hand to give? What do you have in your little hand right now to give? So I love, love, love the story of Jesus multiplying the five loaves and two fish. If y'all are fans of the chosen, like that part was, ugh, hitching the feels like when they did that episode with the fish and the loaves, I was like, oh, I love that part. Anyway, I love that story because this little boy took what he had. It wasn't much. It didn't look like much. It didn't smell like much. Like ain't nobody thought it was much, but he took it and he used it. He gave it. And they all, they all, they all saw something so miraculous that we still talk about it 2000 years later. So here's my encouragement to you. What you have in your hand may not feel significant, but I promise that it can be when it's given to the Lord. Now I have so many stories of just simply offering what I have to give. Um, and it wasn't much, maybe it was, you know, a word of encouragement or a card or, Hey, I have this tip and maybe this will help you, whatever. I have so many stories like that. Probably my favorite one is, um, I don't know, a year and a half ago, something close to two years ago. I, um, the opportunity for an internship came across my email and I was like, whatever. I'm too busy. The Lord just told me to slow down. I don't have childcare right now. But the Holy Spirit just prompted me. And he said, no, I want you to apply for that. I want you to apply for that. I want you to do that. And I was like, "Eh, are you sure? But are you sure, Lord? Are you sure? And I did. And I not only got this internship, which I knew I was going to get if I applied for it. um, 
I just, I just knew that. But it was like that internship and serving and offering what I had to give there has been one of the most beneficial things to my business to date. And I know, I know it was because it was the Lord and it was his timing and his prompting. And I was able to take what I had and what I knew and offer that in a way that just simply said, Hey, I'm going to bless you. And it has truly, truly changed my business. All right. Number five, (laughs) this is fun. Are you actually, actually loving and serving your people? the way that they want to be loved. I'm going to say that again. Are you actually loving and serving your people in the way that they want to be loved? So I want you to pause for a second and I want you to think about the five love languages and your offer. So if you're unfamiliar with the five love languages, it's a book by Gary Chapman and it's just a whole school of thought that's like loving your people, figuring out what your people, how they receive love the best and then loving them in a way that they're going to receive it the best. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, touch, quality time, acts of service, and gifts. Now I want you to think about your offer, right? Like how is your client going to receive love best? Okay, how are your even client, student, whatever? Oftentimes we think, we think, hello, me too, we know what our customers need. We definitely know what they want, right? I'm laughing at myself. But when it comes down to it, maybe that's not actually what they want or need. And so, like, if you've ever really dug into the five love languages, um, (laughs) you may have, like, your spouse may receive love and feel love the best when you do acts of service for them. Like, they may, it may make their little heart go pitter-patter when you clean the kitchen or fold their laundry or iron their shirts or mow the lawn or clean the garage or whatever, right? That's how they feel loved. Meanwhile, if you're over here and your love language is quality time and touch, and you're just like, I want to sit on the couch and cuddle and watch a movie. (laughs) And you think that's how they receive love. And that's how you're trying to show them love. In reality, they're not going to feel loved because they're just thinking, oh my gosh, I have so much crap to do. (laughs) And they're going to be overwhelmed and dancing around like they have ants in their pants the whole time you watch a movie. (laughs) And you're ignoring their love language inadvertently, but you're ignoring their love language and how they receive love. And therefore you're not loving them well. Now, how does this apply to your business? How does this apply to my business, Faith? Maybe you think your customer wants the whole kit and caboodle for $9.99.99 on sale today. (laughs) But in reality, they just want to piece it together for $97 per template. Maybe really all they need is a welcome email sequence. And you're like, oh no, let me show you how to build an entire funnel and give you all of the emails for the next five years in your business. And maybe that you, your heart isn't wrong there. You're trying to serve and give but maybe that's not what they want. (laughs) Maybe that's not what they need. And maybe that's not how they are receiving love. Well, okay. So just sit and think about that. Like, am I, am I serving my person? Am I loving my person in the way that they want to be loved? All right. Now bonus tip, bonus tip. Cause I just couldn't, I couldn't not (sighs) this question. What are you speaking? 
about your business, about your finances, about your clients, what is coming out of your mouth. Now, without getting into a huge theological debate today, I want you to consider this. If we are made in the image and likeness of God and B2 dubs, we are Genesis one, two, and three is very clear on that. If we as mankind humans are made in the image and likeness of God and God created the entire world through his words, through what he spoke, God said, let there be light and light was he spoke the world into existence from his words. Does it not stand to reason that our words are also powerful? So my question to you is, what are you speaking? What is coming out of your mouth about your business, about your bank accounts, about deals, about clients? What are you speaking? Are you actually speaking the slump that you're seeing? And if you are, repent for it and change what you're saying. Police your own words, okay? Watch what you're saying. Watch what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about. Think about what you're saying and watch, watch as things begin to change, as you begin speaking words of life based on scripture over your business. All right, y'all, I pray that these five tips, these five questions, thoughts, whatever, what have you really help you to pause and sit with the Lord about your business, because I truly believe that God wants to be in every aspect of our lives, including our businesses. So I'm going to pray for y'all and then peace out and turn you loose for the rest of your day. Well, Lord, I thank you for the businesses that you have blessed us with. Lord, I thank you for the gifts and the skills and the ideas and just the creativity. Lord, it is from you. It is from you. Your gifts have been given to us without repentance. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to lean in to hear your voice clearly and to obey immediately to completion. Lord, if there's something that you've asked us to do in our business that we have not yet completed, stir that in our hearts. Help us to to know that and help us to complete it. Lord, we ask that you would give us the strength and the energy to do the things that you've called us to do like you promised in Philippians. Lord, we also ask that you would help us to recognize the season that we're in. Lord, to know what we're supposed to be doing right now um, and what's for a different season. And maybe what, if it's time to let something go that's from an old season, um, Lord, I ask that you would show us what we have in our hands to give, give us confidence to tithe, give us confidence to offer our gifts in service to you and in service to others. And Lord, help us to figure out how to love our people well. Holy Spirit, give us divinely inspired ideas and creative utterance to know what's going to make the people that you've given us to love feel loved. As Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we want to honor you with everything that we have, with every fiber of our being, with every thought in our mind, and with every word that comes out of our mouth. So Lord, help us. Help us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all, we'll chat with you next episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to share this with a friend if you think it will encourage them in their business or really just their calling in general. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? 
would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. Go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes. And all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.